gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa Itell Duran is a renaissance woman, and she's the subject of two documentaries and the author of several books. Um, the in, in the beginning, she was the uh, the subject of a long radio series, and then she became quickly her own radio show and podcast host, and uh, she's absolutely terrific. I thought we were going to have Ken Burns on today. We tried getting him on, but uh, it, we, it, we couldn't uh, logistically... Uh, not logistically, we couldn't uh, mechanically figure out, but that would have been nice. Uh, uh, Melissa, I tell Joran, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? Good. You know, we were talking about uh, the Holocaust, and it would have been nice to have Ken Burns on instead of uh, having him on on another show. It was perfect timing for when we were we were uh, timed up. Um, before we get into everything else going on, have you watched the U.S. and the Holocaust? Oh, I've I've seen uh, the, the first two. Um, the first two uh, parts but of it. I, uh, yeah. uh, right. I, ha- I I didn't get a chance to stream the final one. It's on PBS, and, you know, it's available anytime to anyone who uh, is, is interested in, in uh, revisiting this and, and, and applying uh, the past to what's going on today in, in light of the rise of anti-Semitism. And it, I, I, I think it's, 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 a, it's probably... Ken Burns' finest work. He himself said it's the most important thing he's done, and he's made a, a, a many contributions in, in the world of, of documentary filmmaking. Yeah, no question. I, I had uh, a, a woman on this morning uh, on, on, on a pre-recorded interview, and she's a Holocaust survivor, and she had me in, in tears, and it, I don't want to yeah. get uh, side, sidetracked, but her name was Zelda Pavlovsky, and you know, maybe we could do something with her uh, in, in the future. But she's a, a Holocaust survivor. She was featured in a uh, in a book called *The Hidden Children*, and, uh-huh. and it was just it, mm-hmm. completely heartbreaking what she uh, the story she told. Mm-hmm. I'll just say sure. one thing, and again, oh my God, it's I, I it, it's I I was just in tears the whole time that she uh, she spoke. But uh, she was nine years old, and she was with her parents, and and. Um, sister and six other people and they were being hidden and the Nazis were out, uh, you know, trying to find them and they were close by. And there was this uh, man with a son and, uh, and a 15 month old that wouldn't stop crying. And, um, Uh and the man, um, uh, you know, knew that if the baby kept crying that he would have, um, that that they, they all would have been caught and and killed. Uh They were killing, you know, different people. And, um, and he, uh, you know, reluctantly, uh, he, he smothered his own child, 15-month child, and she witnessed this as a, as a nine-year-old uh, to, to do it. And then as they were leaving, they, uh, they said, well, are you coming? And he says, I don't deserve to live. Uh, he said, but the rest of you go on and, uh, and, and live. And, um, and, and he says, I just don't deserve to live after what I did. But, I, you know, you think about, you know, the decisions – you, you know, yeah. you, you see movies like Sophie's Choice, or you, you oh. see, you know, I mean, just unbelievable, heartbreaking it is. It situations. Is. The horrors of it, and 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 and, uh, you know, if we think, uh, I guess, for to some for generations, it seems uh, as remote as the Civil War, but yet it it happened 
a mere 75 years ago, not uh, 200 years ago, not 1,000 years ago, but yeah, in, in just the last century. And uh, it's, um, it, it could, ha I mean, it, 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 there's no saying that, no telling that it could, you can't say it'll never happen. You hope it never happens again, but who's to say that it can't? Yeah, it's just amazing. But anyway, we would need a, a whole series on on the Holocaust. But I mean, uh, you know, any anybody out there that's either a Holocaust denier, and believe it or not, there are Holocaust deni deniers out there, and oh, you know, plenty. minimize it or whatever. I mean, I just uh, you know, shame on you. I mean, sh you should be suffocated <laughs> if you're denying the Holocaust. You should be. Um, well, uh, watch what I say here. Uh, anyway, uh, look, I, I I don't know that it could happen again. Um, the the spot where where people point to and say this man is Hitler like, and, and again anytime somebody says somebody is Hitler like, I, I always pause and say yeah he killed six million Jews unless this individual is willing to do that and I think there are some in the in the Middle East mm -hmm. who who would kill mm -hmm. six million Jews oh, yeah. uh, for that. Uh, Putin is is uh, is you know the one that everyone says oh this guy could be this. I think they're talking more about his ambition. And that um, his unbridled uh, attack on the Ukraine. Uh, what's the latest on on Putin? And again, uh, I'm I'm I, I stopped short on calling anybody Hitler until they actually do what Hitler does. Mm -hmm. But uh, but he seems to be uh, Hitler's name comes up quite a bit when Putin's name comes up. Uh, what can you tell us about recent history of Putin? Well, um, the latest is that um, the Soviet foreign minister. Uh, who speaks English quite well and was, has been a frequent guest at the, at the White House, not of late. Um, uh, he said that uh, relations with the West is, uh, is almost non-existent at this point. There's no point to it. He doesn't see it get improving. It's, in other words, it's dead in the water. You know, when, when it's all said and done, you know, I'll, I'll make my predictions. I, I'm like the fearless uh, uh, predictor of those at Karnak uh, 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 or something like that. I won't make my predictions until it's over. I, I have no idea what will ultimately happen. Um, no. You know, we I, a lot of people will argue we have a we have a very uh, weak president here in uh, in our uh, in our country. I don't know that uh, things would be much different. I don't know what Biden would do. Uh, would be able to do different. What would you like to see Biden do differently? Obviously, we don't want him to bring us into World War Three, no, and uh, no. and and he hasn't done that thus far, and he's avoided that, and he's come across as weak. Uh, but do you do you think anything? If you were Biden, you would have done anything differently. Well, hopefully, I, I I wouldn't trade places with him. I don't aspire to be like President Biden. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, there are a lot of things we don't know. I mean, if you go on on uh, YouTube or on Facebook, you'll see the conspiracy theories about a secret um, cabal of the de of the deep state wishing for for, for nuclear war is is is, is running rampant uh, for the the main reason that they want to reset a global reset, and um, it, it means money in certain people's pockets uh, while we perish and they go to their bunkers. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Biden is pulling the strings. I think it's it's the remnants of the Obama administration and maybe Obama himself, because uh, Biden, I mean, let's face it, he is not in the best 
uh, best sorts to be running anything. He makes a lot of faux pas in his speech. Yes, he's never been a, a great speaker. He's not. He was never known for his oratory, but uh, he's, he seems to be lost at times. And I think, um, you know, if you want to believe what they're saying, what the pundits are saying, that after the midterms, he will be set seated. They'll sit him down and say, well, you're, you did your duty. Your time is up. It's now... Now you should go and and go to you know go to the rest home in Delaware or something like that. Go out to pasture. <laughs> yeah. So and then the other thinking, um, speaking of which, there's a big conspiracy theory if you're into those things going around uh, that um, they want this World War III because they know that the midterm elections, which are coming up in 18 days, are going to be disastrous for the Democratic Party. So they want something to force them to, uh, to declare some kind of martial law in this country to prevent these elections from going through. I don't know. I mean, that's, wow. that's a steep price. It's like saying, well, 9-11 was preordained. You know, the Bush administration ordered it. You yeah. know, they <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's kill. Oh let's kill three thousand people. You know, yeah. well, what are three thousand people anyway? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's and by the way, there are people that are that are uh, swear by that. You know that uh, that there were. I mean, it's just uh, amazing. And uh, yeah, uh, again, you, you know there there are two. We mentioned the Holocaust earlier. Nine eleven is the other the other thing that has become sacred. Where you know um, the you know the Holocaust is obviously many many more lives. Uh, but uh, then 9-11, because it happened on on yes. our soil, yes. and so many of us uh -huh. knew, especially New Yorkers, knew uh -huh. people who perished in uh, in 9-11. I mean, but these, yeah, these before are— before our eyes. Yeah, I, I mean, right before our eyes. We watched it, and it was right there. And if, God forbid, there was a, there was a nuclear attachment um, to one of these things, which there could have been. I mean, I don't know. There could have you know, been—that yeah. uh, would be the end of all of us. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that would have been that uh, that would have been the unthinkable. And uh, luckily, I guess they didn't have the resources to pull that together. But um, nevertheless, it was horrific enough. But I uh, I don't know. I would I would hope that these conspiracy theories are just what they are conspiracy theories for the you know the the uh, entertainment value. And the number of, of, of likes or views or whatever for these people. Clickbait. Clickbait. Mm -hmm. You ever hear that term, clickbait? You know, they, they clickbait, put, yes. Clickbait. clickbait, exactly, exactly. And it's easy. You know, you're strolling, you know, along and on Facebook. You have your, maybe you're waiting in a doctor's office and, you know, you, you, you didn't bring a newspaper with you. So you're looking on your phone and, and you know, you, your eye catches something. Uh, World War III is upon us. Buy gold and silver now. <laughs> okay, well, you're telling me to buy gold and silver if we're going to have World War III, and I'm not going to be around to enjoy it and you know enjoy my gold and silver investments anyway. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, yeah. I, I mean, this is what uh, this is what people are talking about, and quite frankly, because we had a global pandemic, and because we had 9/11, and because uh, there are a lot of these things that we never thought would happen. They they actually happen. Um, it's it's almost hard to to shrug things off and say, well, World War Three or the Third World War could uh, could never happen. And then you start seeing, uh, you know, things that we've never seen before. For example, a a a, a, a British Prime Minister uh, mm -hmm. resigned after what forty days in office. Forty forty four days, I believe. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, what what can you tell us about her? Well, Liz Truss, who uh, was not expected to be the prime minister, she was running neck and neck with um, the foreign minister, I believe, and she emerged um, victorious. Uh, she promised to be an, a, Ma a Margaret Thatcher uh, figure. She wanted she was going to revive Margaret Thatcherism, and uh, of course wrestle with this, the enormous financial woes of of, of the British Empire, the World Empire, the, of the United Kingdom. Yeah. And, uh, and then we heard about her firing um, one of her ministers because he and he was a, a uh, he worked to, side by side with her in Boris Johnson's administration, and she just went ahead and fired him, brought in someone else who she felt could uh, who, who whose philosophies align more with hers. I think she was desperate. She fired this person, and that was only maybe it was a week ago. And now I think she found herself to be you know, in over her head. Even though she said at a, a recent um, session of Parliament, I, I, I don't quit. I stay the long term. Um, but she, well, the she long term maybe it. is 44 days. Maybe, maybe 44 days, right. <laughs> right. Maybe that was the, you know, that's the long term for her. But, um, so, you know, goodbye, goodbye Liz Truss and the, the, uh, the hope of a, a Margaret Thatcher uh, revival. So now I don't know who, who's going to do who they're going to get. I mean, the, the British government uh, government practices differ from ours, of course, and uh, they, they have to vote on the, you know, the, it's, it's a party thing. It's a party referendum thing. And uh, so it, let's see. I mean, it, it, she, this is the first that she is. She now has the shortest term of any far, prime minister in British history. She's like the William Henry Harrison of, uh, <laughs> of, of England, of the U.K. The only thing is that he died in office. I think he got a cold, yeah. a bad cold or a pneumonia uh, when, uh -huh. he, when he gave his uh, his inauguration speech. And, and uh -huh. didn't he last like 20 days, uh, what, 30 days? Or something. something like that with medicine being the way it was then. Yeah. I'm sure that was, a, that was all they could, they could hope for. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what, what, why did she leave? What, what is the excuse that she gave? I think she was just being, um, she was, you know, she was surrounded by a lot of, um, uh, of, of angry, uh, um, ministers and, and, uh, members of parliament. And, and I think there was a public backlash, you know, she had fired, uh, this, this long-term, uh, colleague of hers and, uh, she just seemed to be, you know, going, um, it going going underwater. I mean, she just couldn't. She was drowning, and 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 it is a difficult situation. I think she she um, she just couldn't handle it. And uh, you know, and then plus, you know, she she was the last prime minister to be um, to be, I guess, officially uh, recognized by Queen Elizabeth because you know, Queen Elizabeth died two days after uh, welcoming her. And when you know, it, it, I don't know how what they call this, but she was. She um, she officially um, recognized her. That's what she does. She she uh, the monarchs do that. They they meet with the prime minister every month uh, or every week. I'm not sure what the protocol is, but they welcome the new prime minister. That's the official recognition of this of the person in, now in, in now in office. And two days later, Queen Elizabeth passed away. And for the entire period of mourning, nothing was going on. No, no governmental business was was taking place. So I think Liz Trust lost a lot of ground. Yeah, uh, amazing, uh, just uh, amazing that uh, that this could happen so quick.
It is. And in her speech, uh, her final speech, she said, I just can't, I can't, I can't undo, I can't undo the, the policies that plague my predecessor's administration. Therefore, I, hum, you know, I, re I regretfully submit my resignation. Now, imagine if, if, if Biden would do that and he would come out and say, I cannot, do, I cannot surpass the, the policies of my predecessor. I'm unable to bring gas prices down. I can't do all this, so I, I humbly <laughs> offer my resignation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, it's just amazing. Uh, Melissa, I tell Joran.com where you go, or Melissa Vision. Uh, go and, uh, and watch the documentaries, both documentaries, and um, you can binge listen. Every step of the way, we're a work in progress on TV, but, uh, you know, uh, building up and building up. But uh, Melissa Itell Joran, Renaissance Woman, is, uh, is our host each and every week. Frank McKay here with Melissa. If you, if you think about it, I think President Xi, is it President or Chairman Xi? It's, I think it's President, mm -hmm. right? President. Uh, I think it's President. President yeah. uh, Xi. Mm -hmm. did, didn't he come out recently and say something like, uh, you know, positive about taking over Taiwan? Did he say, you know, like indicate that he's oh. going going to do it? Did you hear that? Oh, it's, 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 yes. He's, it's, it's not going to happen now. It might not happen in 2023, but definitely look to 2024 because Ukraine is the, the, the litmus test. They're looking to see how Ukraine pans out. Right. I mean, they're kind of, you know, they're critical of Putin because, you know, he's really their, their you know, their uh, leader. They're huh? underling. Well, yeah, but they, but, but they, China is, a, is 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 superior to Russia. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, China's the big yeah. brother in, the, yeah. in this uh, relationship. But uh, he's yeah. leading the way. He's well, you know what he yeah. is. He's the test case. He's the canary in the coal mine. Right. Yes, he is the he's the, he's the guinea pig. Right. That's They're going to see how this runs. This is a trial run. If they can do it in Ukraine with all the mess that's going on and the, the losses that the Russians have have sustained and the desperate measures and whatnot well then the, the chinese figures or she figures i can do it better i can just go i know and it's not a cakewalk to get taiwan it's not that easy no it's not simply you know, let me just fly over and drop some bombs this is there's a logistical matter to deal with with the the, the physical um the physical barriers of, of taiwan it's not that simple but this is a litmus test for uh, for the, this kind of acquisition. Yeah, no, no question. And yeah, no, I, I shouldn't. When I say leader, he's leading the way. Uh, he's he's the test case. You know, uh, Ukraine unfortunately is the test case, and Putin is the uh, canary in the coal mine. Right? If he survives right. this, then yeah. then she will do it no problem. Uh, right. The one, it, I mean, what are you thinking? And I know how we started off talking about this, but what is what is your take? On what could happen a year from now, what will we be saying about um, uh, about President Putin? No, well, he's not going quietly into the night unless his his uh, personal cabinet decides to revolt against him and you know slip him a poisonous Mickey in his drink. Um, I don't think he's going too going too far away. He's, he's going to he's not going anywhere. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a bloodbath unless he really gets desperate and, 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 and makes good on his, his threat that he would use nuclear weapons on even a tactical nuclear, a small, you know, a small yield nuclear weapon on Ukraine. But what? But then you wonder, what's the point? He's going to destroy everything and kill innocent people. But I don't know. To, to, strike, a, to strike a nerve, you know, to, 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 to hit a nerve in us, I think, because he, he figures, you know, 
we're nothing. I mean, our, to be honest, our nuclear arsenal is not what it's, it's not up to snuff. I think uh, that Russia has a, a much heftier inventory than we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah just amazing. Um, look, we'll we'll see how it all plays out. Um, I had I had friends that were going. Uh, Todd Shapiro, who's a, a PR uh, a mm-hmm. PR man, extraordinary. He's a good friend of mine, and he was mm-hmm. meeting another friend of mine, former Governor Pataki. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. and they were. Uh, they they headed over to Poland and they were going to hopefully meet President Zelensky, and the day they went, the uh, the the day they went, the carpet bombing. They never got mm. into the Ukraine. The carpet bombing plan from uh, from Russia started. I don't know how closely anybody was was following this, and I, I'm not sure what day that was, but it was mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, a brutal uh, attack, air attack from Russia mm-hmm. planned and uh, and they were probably trying to get you know obviously they would like to get Zelensky if they could find him and um, and and they were they were trying to do that so they canceled their plan in because it was just mm-hmm. it was too volatile to to go so again I'm not saying it's always like that but uh, much different than when I went there um, you mm-hmm. know there were bombings but uh, you oh, know, yeah this is this is much yeah. much more uh, escalated yeah. and um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of conditions uh, it's it, it's like now, and uh, I would be very reluctant to to go without some kind of intelligence. You know that I, mm-hmm. I would go. All the people over there covering, even when I went mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. all of those people uh, had uh, had intelligence, and they were, the people that were embedded are embedded with Fox or with CNN or with whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been following. Uh, you know it that closely, and I think America has lost interest in it. You know our, uh, you know our, you know what do you call it, uh, ADD or our, um, our uh, attention deficit disorder uh, has mm-hmm. set in, and and we've stopped paying attention to the Ukraine. Do you see that as being the case? Uh, well, for a while, uh, we weren't really paying much attention to what was going on. You know, there was a, a lull in the activity during the summer. And then all of a sudden, we're hearing all this talk because um, I guess we're getting – it might have something to do with, you know, getting uh, getting closer to the end of the new year. Maybe the, maybe there's a remote tie into the U.S. midterm elections. I don't know. I, I really I – don't, I don't know. I'm not sure why. But now things have really uh, – they, they, they've really um, – they, they've really doubled down now. And it's it – it's, 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 it's scary. I mean, I mean, would you go again if you could get some assurance, some security detail, or or assurance that you would be, you know, uh, I guess, ferried in and out? Definitely. I mean, I would. You know, I went there with no plan and no idea what was going on, what I was going into. You know, I started in the rural areas, so it was a little. You know, I I, I felt a little safer, uh, and I spoke to you on uh, on the ground. In, uh, in the Ukraine, but uh, I I might. The only thing is, I you know I didn't have you know uh, the WABZ uh, position then, and there's a lot there's a lot more work. There's a mo- lot more structured work that I'm working on um, right. now that I didn't have then. I was just kind of freewheeling when I was when I was there, and I don't know that I have that right. kind of freedom at this <laughs> at this uh, point. You're a mom, right? You couldn't go if you wanted to go, you know, and. Um, no, I wouldn't. But you know what? Um, 
And do you believe that there are some people who are actually going to travel to China in the coming year? Oh I mean, God. I don't know about that. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I don't care how I don't care how good the the air the air flight is the air you know the airfare is I don't think I would take a chance there. What if you don't get past airport security or customs once you land yeah. and they they do a Brittany Griner on you and they yeah. say uh well you you were carrying an illegal substance or you're under you know you're under arrest uh, for crimes against the state and, and you never <laughs> see the light of day again I mean yeah. I don't know that's taking an awfully big chance I'll be uh, I'll careful the way I say this because there's wonderful Chinese people here there's wonderful yes. uh, Chinese Americans yes. here I don't trust Absolutely. the Chinese government whatsoever now, the government is that's the government is different. The people, even the Chinese citizens living under Xi's rule, they're they're the one. They're not they're not the ones responsible for this. It's the government. It's the uh, what do they still call themselves the, the CPC? I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I haven't heard that in in a, in a little while. But they might. I, I'm not as up on China as I should be, but they are. Um, uh, yeah, they're they're non trustworthy. I don't know if I ever told you this, but. Uh, I was in China with my two oldest sons, um, you know, many years ago. I don't know, 15 years ago, something like that. And and we did the, uh, you know, the three big cities that people usually do: uh, Beijing, Xi'an, and and Shanghai. Right? I think those are the three that you you usually do. And you saw the, you took the tour of the Great Wall. Uh, the Great Wall, yes, and uh, and and also the Terracotta Warriors. Um, you know, the, those are those uh, those uh, that archaeology uh, uh, discovery that was absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, these uh, gigantic figures of of soldiers that uh, gave the impression from from far off that they were uh, just warriors all over the place, but they they created out of wood. Just amazing. But it it was very interesting because of the history. But the one thing that I gotta say, and and again. I, I don't usually like tours. My mother-in-law uh, set this up, so she set oh, it up really? for, uh, for, mm-hmm. for tours, and I ended up doing, you know, with my sons, uh, you know, all the tours and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was, it was fine because uh, I had them with me and whatever. I usually like to free ride, you know, just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, roam. Right. And, and right, do your own thing right. just, and explore on your own, yes. And, but one thing that, that stood out to me, and I can't remember if it was it was on the way to Xi'an uh, or or Shanghai, uh, one of those two. But we were on a bus, and there was a, a an apprentice, um, uh, what do you call it, like a narrator, you know, like a Chinese. Uh, he was he was learning the job uh, over this other guy that was uh, more the pro. And as we're walking by, we're, we're going by these mountains. On our way into the beautiful city and maintained cities like Potemkin villages, there were all these holes in the side of the mountains. And somebody said, "What are those holes on uh, in the mountains?" And he said, "Those are cave dwellings." And there were just thousands of them everywhere you looked. And mm-hmm. we said, uh, and then he continued to talk about something else. And I yelled out, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What cave dwellings? Did you say cave dwellings?" And we're looking in the hu- a whole. You know, the whole tour is looking out. So the other guy gets on the, uh, uh, you know, grabs him and says something to him. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, these were used uh, many hundreds of years ago. People used to live in it. And then somebody yelled out, why is there laundry hanging from outside a lot of these? And uh, and he was like, oh, I don't know, humana, humana, and, you know, went on to another <laughs> thing. But there, it, we could safely say, I think I could safely yeah. say that there were millions upon millions of people, Chinese people, 
living in caves. Oh, wow. Right? Really? Living in caves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, there were just thousands and thousands of caves everywhere you look. Uh, they just, uh, they have too many people. They're, uh, they don't take care of their people. And the government uh, has no human rights, um, uh, you know, feelings, uh, you know, like like the, the other countries around the world do. They don't have those similar, and a, there are a lot of bad countries when it comes to human rights. Uh, Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, Melissa Itell, Juran.com, or Melissa Vision to watch the documentaries. Um, but your thought on, on that, that's, that's China in action. Um, I, uh, what, what do you think about uh, the Chinese government in general? And, uh, and would, what would they stop at uh, to, to uh, uh, take over Taiwan? Well, it's, it's, they're just waiting to see if they can pull it off. Uh, if they, can, they, they want to do a better job than Putin did with Ukraine, obviously. And um, they want to see, you know, uh, if, if NATO, if the U.S. Well, I think, you know what? I think they've dismissed us. If NATO is going to, uh, is going to blink, because, um, you know, if um, and then let's 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 put it this way. Technically speaking, we are supplying aid to Ukraine, so that's kind of going against Russia, even though you know, Ukraine is not a member of NATO. So we're kind of, you know, doing this under the, you know, un- under. You know, under under the belt, under the border, let's say, under the under the bridge. But um, I think you know, um, China's just uh, it takes a big big preparation. They're just waiting out to see uh, how this how this Ukrainian thing all pans out, and then I think they'll do it. I don't, you know, it's 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 not just flying in. It's it's it's, it's, it's you've got a, a sea that divides them. Uh, it's you know, and we. Our policy is, um, you know, we support Taiwan, but I don't think as of yet we're supposed to, just, you know, dispatch our, you know, our fighter jets and, 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 and engage China directly. I don't think we're not, that's not our official public policy, even though Biden has said that, you know, he speaks without thinking, you know, he just says the first thing that pops into his head. But um, I don't think it's impossible. I think it could happen. It's not going to happen now. It may not happen in 2023, but I think in 2024 you're going to see it happen. Wow. You know, the new president, and, and I'm pretty sure there will be a new president, um, uh, the new president is going to be inherited, uh, is going to inherit a an absolute mess from, from this president. I mean, where, and, and again, maybe Biden's biggest fault is that he's perceived as being very weak. And um, and no one seems to be afraid of him. I remember when the when the comments from um, she came out. Uh, I'm in a, a a text group with some a couple of prominent uh, people, and they said, "Well, thank God for uh, for President Biden and the strength that he uh, omits." Can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine what a mess this world would be in uh, if, uh, if if Biden wasn't so strong? You imagine Putin and Xi, how they'd be acting, you know? And, you know, they were just being sarcastic, of course. Because, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. As of yet, I don't have a crystal ball, but I just can't see that far into into the future. I don't know. You know, who could it possibly be? Who will be the next president? Yeah, I mean, I would say DeSantis has a chance, right? Mm-hmm. If they want to put him up, if, if but they, they, you know, they, the, the the Democrats are trying their best to to you know get Trump indicted, get him behind bars. Yeah, 
I, I mean, a, again, we keep going, coming back to this. This is this is pretty unbelievable. Um, that uh, that hanging in the balance is uh, is the Trump presidency, and uh, I I've got to believe he wants to run, and that he uh, at this point I think he's acting like he does want to run. Um, oh yeah, you, sure he does. Yeah, I, I mean he you know he wants to get back. He didn't like uh, losing. He doesn't think he lost. No. And, no. Um, and you know we'll see. Uh, his supporters, his diehard supporters, don't think he lost either. Right. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people that are are out there that uh, that just no matter what they're not going to accept the fact that he he's out. Um, I don't think he'll be running against Biden. I just don't see it. You know, and I know we jump back and forth. And Dick Morris, who I was with the other day, I didn't ask him about the Hillary thing, but um, uh, I was on a float with him <laughs> the uh, the other day. And uh, you know, but if you listen to Dick Morris, as you said, you know he's he's predicting Hillary. You know, it'll be the big H uh, symbol in the air will go out like the Batman symbol and H. You know, for Hillary, we need you, we need you, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Clinton. <laughs> and here I am to save the day. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen there, but has has anything changed since the last time we've we've asked this question? Um, I, I, if anything has changed in my mind, it's just been more, uh, uh, you know, more determination. I think on Trump's part that he is running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think no. I think you know he, he keeps holding these rallies. And he, I, I can't question whether the the crowds are, are the same the number of people the, the the size of the crowds remain the same i think they vary from rally to rally but he's got supporters and he's got can, his own hand-picked candidates running in this these midterm elections who who firmly believe that the election was stolen from him and there are people out there maybe we don't see them in new york uh but out across the country who who, who are diehards who who totally believe that uh, this election was a uh, was rigged you know i don't think the election election wasn't rigged but in his mind it was stolen from him and there was no election integrity and he's got his he's got people who who maintain that you know we can't do very much it can't change their minds um speaking of new york though just to just to go on a tangent i don't know if you've noticed but i've been seeing an increasing number of zeldin um uh Placards, you know, lawn signs. signs yeah. for government, governor. Yeah, I, I didn't think I would, but I'm seeing more and more of them, especially in my area, which uh, is unusual. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, you know, a couple things on that. Uh, first, never count out Zeldin. He just has something about him. And recently, uh, and for reasons of full disclosure, he's a friend and he's somebody that I've uh, I've always been supportive of, and 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 I like him personally. And uh, so anyway, for reasons of full disclosure, I don't want to, uh, you know, hide the fact mm-hmm. that I, mm-hmm. that I have a uh, I have a relationship with him. By the way, I know Governor Hocus Pocus. I mean, uh, Governor uh, Hocus. Well, I call her Hocus Pocus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that catches on, I'm going to make sure you get credit for it. You're the first <laughs> one to ever call her that. But, uh, you know, some people might say Hocus Pocus. What kind of magic is she creating? It's just, you know, only, you know, whatever. But Newsweek just did a uh, did an article uh, having Lee mm-hmm. Zeldin six points down and now there's other other polls that have them much closer than that yeah yeah that's what i've been hearing and incidentally i think we don't know maybe in, on a, as a side gig uh, governor hokel is a magician you know she does this black <laughs> magic thing you know she's got this black magic act you know uh, uh, kathy hocus pocus 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, it's it's always an uphill battle. And you, you mentioned about the signs. Uh, someone once mentioned uh, uh, signs. They said if signs meant anything, Rick Lazio would be your senator. And uh, if you remember way back when against Hillary Clinton, yeah. Rick Lazio had right. signs all over the state. I mean, everywhere yeah. you looked. Rick Lazio, yeah, Rick Lazio for Senate. For, I mean, but uh, uh, you're right. Think about that. If signs meant anything, Rick Lazio would be a senator. But uh, the one thing I got to say is that a lot of what's going on with Zeldin is organic. It's not like, let's just put, you know, it's not a strategy. Let's, let's put up a whole bunch of signs. People are getting enthused about him. People, you know, everyday people are getting excited and they're turning around saying, let's, uh, let's, uh, uh, you know, let's, let's put up signs because maybe we can knock, knock out uh, Governor Hochul. So, and and uh, they're probably not being as formal as I'm being, you know, whatever. But uh, there there is a, a chance. The other thing I want to remind everyone is that when Pataki in '94 was uh, was first elected, uh, he knocked out three-time uh, incumbent, um, three-term incumbent Mario Cuomo, and he was considered to be 14 points down, 14 points down, uh, before he went on to defeat. Uh, Pataki, that is, uh, to be defeat Mario Cuomo. So that means he either made up a lot of lost time or the polls were wrong. And and I think polls are very sketchy at this point. And and you're less likely to say um, Lee Zeldin in, in a poll than you are Kathy Hochul. Hochul is the, the more... I don't know, but I, I heard a Democrat say the other day, I don't know anybody voting for Hochul, and that was a Democrat mm. who said that. So there's a, there's a chance. Don't count out Zeldin, but again, maybe no, I'm biased. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We have 18 days to go. 18 days to go. My God. Yep. Well, I, what's, uh, what's your thought? I mean, we started, uh, we, we kind of started with uh, England. Uh, we talked about Xi. We talked about Putin. Uh, is is the world in in turmoil at this point? Is that uh, is that too broad a statement to say? No. Because I, no. I I would think that it's it's not it's not an overstatement. No, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're definitely in a bad place. I think you know. There, of course, it's magnified by the you know the YouTubers and the you know the other online prophets who claim we're two minutes to a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, we're in. We, we've, we've been suffering for two years with the, the pandemic and now with uh, the internal and, and, and um, foreign um, components. Yeah, this is a bad time. This is a bad time. That's why many people wish they could just, you know, a lot of them are saying, you know, un, uh, uh, under Trump, we didn't have this. The gas prices were low. We, we, were, we were secure. We were this, we were that. And then... Uh, you know, and then you have Biden saying, oh, the economy's swell. Everything's good. Everything's good. Yeah. What are you complaining about? Everybody's having a recession. Everybody all over the world. We're doing great. And, I'm doing great, ain't Yeah, I? we're doing fine. My biggest issue is not this. It's not the gas prices. My biggest issue going for, forward, it's it's nationalizing abortion. I'm going to I'm going to codify it. That's all he's that's right. that's all he's talking about. Federal abortion regulation. That's his big thing. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I mean, uh, polls must show them something. But uh, well, listen. Let me let me ask you this: It's 18 days away. Would you be shocked to see Governor Lee Zeldin? Uh, it could happen yeah. in a New York minute. Anything is possible. Anything can happen. <laughs> but 
It could happen. Anything it could happen, happen, but we have to see because, you know, Kathy Hochul, Governor Hocus Pocus, could have a few <laughs> tricks up her sleeve. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Melissa, uh, as always, we thank everyone for listening each and every week. We do. We uh, do. There's no sense in doing this if the people aren't listening. And, and to all of you, and we, we thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, we have the best. We have the best, the best listeners, and, and we're internally grateful to you. One hundred percent, Melissa. Thank you, and uh, have oh, a have you, a good Frank. week. And you too. To everyone out there, uh, thank yes. you once again. We know you have a lot of options, a lot of choices. Frank McKay signing off. Go to melissaiteljoin.com. Uh, if you have Roku, go to uh, Amazon Fire. Go to Melissa Vision, and check out the documentaries. The two documentaries. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on. The Melissa I Tell John Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.